everybody. Welcome back to Talk of the Now podcast, and this is Gene coming at you again today. And today I've got another special guest on, and I've been wanting to get a musical singer on, musical song, singer-songwriters on. And today I brought in Aaron Watkins, who is a friend of mine's son. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm doing great, buddy. How are you doing? Doing pretty good. I haven't really met Aaron or talked to him much. I knew him as a little boy. Because I knew his mom and I met him a couple times and I've been following him over the last couple years because his mom posts pictures of him playing music. And, you know, you you watch the the Facebook and the YouTube videos about it and you're like, well, that's pretty impressive. So I thought (laughs) I finally connected with Aaron at uh, my other co-host's wedding, Jason. And so I was thinking the other day, why don't I just have you come on here and you know, talk a little bit about music and everything. So give me a brief intro as far as where you grew up, what your big influences are, and how you got into music. I got you. First of all, I got to say congrats to Jason, you know. He got married. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big congrats. Hope you're doing well, man. Uh, but anyway, oh, man. So I'm from Noonan, but, you know, my mom's from but kind of near Atlanta. But we're all from the same area. So I'm from Noonan been here all my life and uh country music is a big thing in noonan because you know alan jackson one of the most famous country singers of all times from here absolutely they, they got a big mural of them so you can't miss them but uh you know i grew up with country music and i grew up watching my dad play and my mom play but both on very different spectrums like sides of the equation my mom's like sheet music flute piano church orchestra stuff and my dad's like honky tonking in bars on the weekends. So it's a big difference. But I grew up watching my dad play with a dude named Tim Duggar and a couple other guys. But he was the one that mainly struck a chord with me on like being a singer and a guitarist is possible and being able to entertain people is also possible. And uh, but at first, man, I was so shy. So I picked up the guitar because my dad played and I always wanted to play. So I picked it up, but I was really only into like Slash, Guns N' Roses. So I just picked around on a lot of classic rock at first. And then uh, uh, I started really getting into some country music when I heard uh, a guy named Brent Mason, his guitar playing on a lot of the 90s albums. You know, he he has all the biggest riffs, like the, like the Chattahoochee, the strings tuned down, but Chattahoochee, like, so that really wanted me, made me want to get into country guitar, started getting into that. And then I just kind of got tired of being the guitarist that stands on the side, you know. I wanted to I wanted to do both. So I just I put it out there and started started singing. Mm-hmm. So that's Excellent. all I'm talking about. <laughs> and um, we spoke a little bit briefly. You um, you went to Georgia Southern and, and ended up leaving there. But some of that influenced your singing and you kind of had some... That kind of helped you kind of find what you wanted to do next, didn't it? Oh, yeah, man. There was a – when I'd gotten down there, I mean, I got I, I got lucked out. I had the greatest roommates, you know, you could ask for. They were great people. And uh, we would have people over, and there were a few girls that were just, you know, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I wanted to figure out a way to impress them. They were all into country music. So uh, I was like, all right, now's the time to try to shine. So. So I worked up the nerve and just kind of started singing because I always have a deep, deeper voice. So I was kind of scared to sing stuff that was not deep. Mm. But uh, 
I started it and it got me a girl for a little bit. And I was like, all right, this, this guy has some potential. <laughs> the old played the guitar to get the girls. Um, oh, man. Well, I've heard that one. I, um, I, I, Georgia Southern is my alma mater, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. So, I, I, uh, yeah, I'm uh, quite a few years ahead of you, but I was down there. I was down what there for four years. Sorry. What hall did you stay in? Oh, you know, I stayed in um, two or three places. I I was weird. I I had a um, I started out at an apartment my first couple of years. Yeah. Um, probably heard of Park Place. I, I was yeah. I lived there for a little while. I um, I think they've torn down some of the dorms that I was in. There used to be one called Dorman Hall that I was in, <laughs> and they What's tore that? that place down. And it was over there, kind of near um, the cafeteria area. Over by Landrum. Yeah, yeah. It was kind oh, of like yeah. it was toward like the the corner lot of the parking lot behind Landrum over by that road. I forget the name of it. That main road right there, the main drag oh, where Yeah. Um I stayed there and there was a there used to be a place called Hendrix Hall and I lived there for a while and um yeah. Oh, you know, I can't even I'd have to go back and think about the other places <laughs> I lived. Um it's been so long now. But I, I, for a couple of years, though, I did live out in the dorms just because of roommate situations. And um, but it was it was interesting living on campus. So, oh, but man, anyway, I back. Didn't know so. you did that. So cool. Yeah, yeah, man. I could tell you some stories. <laughs> Every now and then, I tell Jason the stories here on the podcast. <laughs> um, dingus. Oh yeah, Dingus McGee's. <laughs> and uh, when I was there, there was a place called Legends. Yeah. I don't know if you've heard of Legends. Uh, probably something legend, different. It's called Legends Bar, and they had everything like they they would have a lot of bands come through town. Um, Driving and crying was a big. I was a big fan of them, and they came through town back in those days. And it was just a big mishmash of different bands that would come through town and play at Legends. I don't even know what the big place is now down there. There ain't none. There's, I mean, there's a couple, but you know, they got Blue Room. That's that's about it. Really? Yeah. Man, yeah, but the places I know it's exploded since I was there, but I need to go back because once you go to a school, especially if you graduate, it's sort of like your home away from home. So I like oh, to get yeah. down there whenever I can. Um, yeah, for sure. Well, how about this? Um, so okay, let's talk a little bit about your influences. You talked a little bit about that. So you're kind of country blues rock. Is that sort of main genres you stick to with your own performing? Oh yeah, well I'd lab- I would label myself as a country artist. That's that's mainly the stuff I do. Okay. But you know, blues, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I got his initials tatted on my shoulder. Same thing that John Mayer has. So it's like an homage to both of them. But man, they're like blues. I started on classic rock, and I was like, this is cool. But I feel I feel like it could be more. And then I found Hendrix, and I was like, holy crap. Oh, then yeah. I found that led me to Stevie Ray Vaughan, and I saw Stevie Ray Vaughan's version of Voodoo Child. I believe it was Austin City Limits, maybe. And then that, that blew me away. He tossed the guitar behind his back, started playing. And so I, I, you know, I sat there for hours trying to figure out how to put it behind my back. And so now that made it into a part of the live show we do. But like him, you know, Jimi Hendrix, Albert King, Keith Urban, Brad Paisley. I mean, all all these dudes, Slash even, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stevie Ray Vaughan, I mean, talk about one of the most gifted players ever born. That guy. Can you imagine being um, his brother, Jimmy Ray Vaughn, and like, okay, this is my brother. <laughs> you know, Jimmy Ray Vaughn's a good guitarist in his own yeah, right. Yeah, he's great. He's very but, different, though, very different. But to have Stevie Ray as your brother is sort of like having, you know, Jimmy Page or Jimi Hendrix as your brother. It'd be kind of weird. Well, you know, he 
Stevie Ray got in it because he watched his brother get in it. Really? So, okay. And his brother was actually making a name for himself before Stevie Ray was even on the scene. So I wonder how it felt. I wonder if he felt a little jealous. Yeah. Ray blew up like he did. I mean, yeah, that'd be that'd be like being a great golfer, and then your your brother comes in and he becomes the next Tiger Woods or something. You know? Exactly. It's like, well, people know you as Tiger Woods' brother instead of who you are. A lot of right. people do. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, sadly enough, as much as I am of an '80s fan, '80s music fan, I'm trying to remember um, Fabulous Thunderbirds. That was Jimmy Ray Vaughan's band. Yeah, yeah. Oh so. yeah. Well, uh, do you want to play something? Do you want to play any kind of like country music to start with? Yeah, man, I play a I play a Morgan Wallen Morgan Wallen cover. Okay. I saw my buddy do this at a place called Grazing here named Hunter Hunter Callahan. Go check out his music. But uh, he uh, he started playing the song. I was like, "What is that?" So I asked him. It's like it's a Jason Isbell song called "Cover Me Up." I looked it up, and all I could see was Morgan Wallen Morgan Wallen. Come to find out, Jason Isbell probably the best songwriter of this generation i would i would say one of the best mm. and uh morgan wallen covered it and it blew up and man that that one that one really struck a chord in me with uh also wanting to start to sing so i'm, I'm gonna do that one for you Wrong. So put 
the priest prays open wide and the river runs through. And carries his house on a storm like a piece of driftwood. So cover me up and know you're enough to use me from good. <laughs> excellent. It's little Morgan, Morgan Wall and Jason Isabel. <laughs> Man, excellent. So that's um so now you're living in Noonan, back in Noonan, I guess. Um have you um have you been gigging a lot over the last couple of years? Oh man, the past couple of years, I I think I had my first gig as a lead guitarist about two years ago, and uh, I was still pretty shy, so I I really didn't give, wasn't able to bring everything I had because I'd be nervous, my fingers be shaking so much. But um, this past November, I got my first gig at this little Mexican restaurant, and I played that, and I was nervous because not the public hadn't heard my voice if you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, friends hearing your voice, it's different because most of the time they're not going to hurt your feelings. But public, when I found it, they they enjoyed what I was doing. That made me feel confident. And so from there, I've just done everything I can, had great mentors in marketing and getting my name out there and just grinding every single day, emailing, emailing, Facebook Messenger. That's how I get most of my gigs. And so it went from me looking forward to one gig a month pretty much for the first two months and now it's big gigs with a full band playing for nice crowds you know i'm still obviously not there yet but it's it's cool to see the progress in such a short amount of time yeah absolutely when um do you do you mainly gig down there in the um southeast atlanta area yeah for right now uh lagrange noonan peachtree city fayetteville um up in palmetto a little bit but uh this let's see august 5th and then september 3rd we're going over to wadawi there's a, a marina bar over there we're going to get the whole band over to wadawi going to get probably get a couple photographers to come out there with me and get some nice shots and uh oh, yeah it's going to be a cool event that'll be real cool okay well um let's see i was trying to think what 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 i what song you might do next um you want to um Maybe jam out for a few minutes on the guitar, and we, you could do uh, acoustic or electric if you want to. Oh man! All right, gotta break out the strat. That's my Steve. Okay. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. But Whenever yeah, you're this, ready. This is what I love doing: is playing guitar. I, I sing so I can play, but a lot of people don't want to hear, you know, three hours of shredding. If yeah. You know. Well, classic rock is my favorite, so you're. Oh yeah. <laughs> Can you hear this? Yeah. Yep. Whenever you're ready, go ahead. I think that's good. All right. So, like, I grew up, you know, watching Stevie do that.
stuff like that and like scuttle buttons one that i always wanted to learn and it was like a pain but then i finally kind of started to get at the one it goes like you know <laughs> stevie ray vaughn that's from the try album it's a wait oh, until yeah. tomorrow <laughs> very nice um how about uh do you know any of the um like other instrumental guitar um songs like i was trying to think um there used to be a song called don't um run don't walk you ever heard that one before you know i can't even remember who sang that one um but it's a cool one um anyway i don't know if there's another is there any other instrumental guitar ones you know that are kind of famous man i can do uh there's one called uh Always with me, always with you. Or uh, Cliffs of Dover, you know either of those? Oh, yeah, that's an excellent one, yeah. Let's see. Let me do a little Cliffs of Dover. I guess a little too uh, Can you hear it? What do you say? Yeah, excellent. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. We always do. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the show. Kind of hit it with that. Thank mm-hmm. you. 
<laughs> just uh yeah yeah that's excellent wait guns uh, and roses <laughs> are you a big guns and roses fan i used to be not yeah. not as much anymore but yeah that was i mean well you know slashes it's, it's interesting how some people can kind of carve out their own niche you know with their own style it's kind of like jack white for a while yeah, i was listening to sure. all of his stuff um i think that that's cool do you um what do you think that um, you think as far as the future goes? Do you hope to just sort of uh, keep going with gigging and seeing where it goes? Or do you think that uh, Nashville could potentially be in the future as a potential? Well, Nashville is one of those things that I have a buddy who's up in Nashville playing on Broadway. Mm. And uh, he's killing it. He's killing it. But, you know, Nashville's a very tough scene. And uh, there was a point. Last year at Georgia Southern, I kind of gotten broken up with, and I was not having it. And so I was like, I got to get out of here. And it sucked that she lived just a few doors down from me. <laughs> so it's like, I got to get out of here. So I was so close to going to Nashville. I was like, I'm going to go to Nashville. I'm just going to move up there. I even told that I'm going to move up there. And then I had a talk with a buddy of mine, Daniel Williams, who also was another huge inspiration for me singing. And he was like, with social media, Nashville can be anywhere. And I was like, you know, that's a, that's a really good point. And so I stopped my focus on going far and just focus instead of focusing on being a little fish in such a big pond. Yeah. I wanted to focus on being a big fish in a little pond and working that way first, you know, you gotta, you gotta, you know, walk before you can run type thing. And so I built it up around here so far in the past year, we've come, we've come a long way. It's, I mean, it's, it's crazy that, it might not be a huge accomplishment overall, but to me it is because I've watched myself grow. And so um, recently I got hooked up with, I played a gig and these two guys come over and watch me play. I didn't really know who they were at first, but then introduced themselves. And one of them was Will Turpin from Collective Soul. Oh, wow. And one of them is Brian Collins, who's another phenomenal singer songwriter guy. And they have a studio called Real to Real Studios over in Jonesboro. And it's like, man, it's big, it's big deal. It's it's really nice. So uh I went over there. They told me to come over there, check it out, check it out. And recently, you know, went over there, got to hang out with them, try to write a little bit, went out and got some Mexican food. So I was, it's really cool to get to know these people. And uh just hanging around the studio is nice. And we're looking at soon getting a few songs you know, recorded because that's kind of the next step in the process is to get a lot of get my originals out there because, you know, you can't go. You can only go so far doing covers. Right. Right. Did you meet Ed Roland when you went over there? Oh, no, he's he's not over there. In fact, Will Will's not over there a lot recently. He's he's touring with Collective Soul okay. as right now. But no, nah, he's the only one I've met out of them. But he, okay. you know, him and Brian Collins, who run the studio. Gotcha. Gotcha. I um. Big, huge, huge fan of Collective Soul back in the 90s. Um, oh, yeah, get that. Yeah, yeah. For, there was a while there where I could just I could just name off songs from them. I, I, there oh, were so man, many really? that I that I liked. Yeah, especially their second album, which I believe was entitled Collective Soul, self-titled album. Mm-hmm. It's probably one of my favorite um, CDs of all time. Really? And, I actually went to church with um, a guy named John Rowland, who's Ed's brother, and um, I got to know John for a little while, and he's a really cool guy. 
I never actually met Ed, or I, I believe it or not, I've only seen Collective Soul one time over in um, Sugar Hill, Georgia. So that was the only oh, yeah. time that I got to see them. They were one of my heroes back in the '90s, as far as music goes. That and, okay. and uh, the old brand, the old band Journey, of course. Oh, yeah. Little Journey. <laughs> I love Journey. I love uh, Journey. Um, so, well, that's cool to hear. That I, I like that approach. And I know nothing about the music industry other than what I've seen on documentaries and <laughs> read about. But I like that approach because I believe that's true with just about anything, even having a podcast, is that you starting small and and working your way up and finding a tribe, if you will, of uh, people that, that follow you. And I mean, any of the greats. I mean, people like even um, some of these jam bands like widespread panic in Atlanta was a big one for a long time. And I think, and I think they made their way through Atlanta that way or something, somewhere like that. It just kind of worked small. And even though you, but you're right about that because the Beatles, they started out doing nothing but covers, uh, blues and, um, rock, old rock, uh, rockabilly covers and stuff like that. And then they worked into working their own, their own musical style and, and lyrics as they went along. So I think that that's the right approach. That's how you have to do it, because in all honesty, as much as I would, as much as I'd hate that the way this is, but when you go to a bar or restaurant, somewhere that has live music, and you hear someone that you don't know playing originals and all originals, a part of you isn't into it and not related enough to it as if it were like them doing covers that you know and you can sing along. So, you know, that the hard part about getting your own stuff out there is most people want to hear tribute bands, covers. So you got to integrate it, you know, like uh, right. if your set list is 20 songs, three, three originals, rest covers, and then just build from there. As people know your originals, then you can start doing more and more. That's what I've uh, learned. At least. Yeah, absolutely. Because I've heard. Well, if you think about even people like Elton John. Even some of mm-hmm. these people that have been around for 50 years, Elton John, um, Bruce Springsteen, even they still do covers. Like if you go to any of these big, I'd be willing to bet that even Guns N' Roses and and I've seen U2 is one of my favorite bands. And when you go to their concerts, they'll still do covers like you'll hear U2. They'll do a cover of a uh, Billy Joel song. Billy oh, yeah. Joel will do a cover of a you know an elvis song or something like that i think that 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 kind of it kind of shows your uh vocal variety and your your ability to i guess um do things in your own style um and it's speak- fun you know yeah <laughs> it's just fun yeah. to play absolutely absolutely um yeah, i mean even like guns and roses has a few covers like knocking on heaven's door is not theirs right uh, live and let die yeah, Live and Let Die. That's what I was thinking of the Beatles. Paul McCartney. That. Yeah, that's a killer, killer song. Both of them are. So I mean, trying to do a Paul McCartney cover. <laughs> takes guts. Yeah, yeah. Man, it's and, cool. Cool Covers are cool because you can, people do them to a way where it's not the same as the, the original. And they put a cool twist. Like I was listening today, Cody Johnson did a version of Long-Haired Country Boy. He has just enough to where it's respectful to the Charlie Daniels, but it's still has his own little twist in it, which I think is so cool. Mm-hmm. Um, 
All right, let's do. Uh, you want to do one more song? You want to do a uh, Aaron's pick? You want to pick whatever you want to do? It could be country, it could be rock, it could be uh, jamming, whatever you feel like doing. Yeah, let's see. Um, and what's some pick. of your favorite country songs? Oh man, uh, I was just uh, you know with your style, I was almost. This isn't country so much, but I was kind of thinking an eagle song might be cool. If you know any eagle songs, do you know any eagles? Man, Tequila Sunrise is a great one. That's a killer one. I used to know Peaceful Easy Feeling, but yeah. honestly, I kind of forgot that one. That's all right. Uh, how about anything by uh, George Strait or um, uh, Alan Jackson? I can do George Strait all day. What's your favorite George Strait song? Now, that's uh, I don't really have a favorite one, but I do I do like generally like most anything he does. Um, it's been a while since I was into his stuff a lot, but you know, he is the king of country. Um, I was trying to think of what my favorite one was of his. Amarillo by Morning used to be one of my favorites. Man, that's a good one. Let's see. Uh, but if you know another one better, by all means, do do one that you're most you know familiar with. You know, you ever heard uh, You Look So Good in Love or The Chair? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Are you pig? You Look So Good in Love or The Chair? Oh, I'm sorry. Uh. Well, I don't know the chair, but I do know. All right, I didn't. Okay. I didn't realize you were giving me another song title. <laughs> so oh, <no>. go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So good in love. 
get better than him <laughs> yeah very nice very nice i'm a man all those old 80s and 90s um country music legends i was alan jackson randy travis a lot of those guys they're just even garth brooks oh, those, yeah, you got to. <laughs> uh-huh garth is just a he was what you were talking about earlier i think he was the full package i think that he just he appealed to such a large audience. I mean, not many, I don't know if many artists, much le- let alone country artists, could go to to Central Park and draw 200,000, however many fans that was that time he did the Central Park. No way, especially in New York. I mean, you that's 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 wild. Like, George Strait went up to New York and did that. He would uh-huh. pull a lot of people. I don't think he'd pull that much. Yeah, yeah. So, that's like, incredible. Garth Brooks, you were mentioning Garth Brooks. The way he integrated stuff, country and pop, almost, in my opinion, Garth Brooks started the pop country trend in a way. But I can, I still consider Garth country. But he says a song like Rodeo that mixes a lot of blues. You know, it's which boils down to his eyes are cold and restless. And his wounds have almost healed. You know, it's it's Mm -hmm. blue at the very bottom of it. Right. And people love it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's how music works. You know, it evolves. I mean, you think about people. I can't imagine how people felt about some of the innovators, like even Willie Nelson back in Mm -hmm. the 70s, as he kind of changed everything in his own Texas kind of way. And some of the other... The other newer ones of the time, if you will, like Kenny Rogers, even when he came up. Kenny Rogers was a rock. He had a rock band for a while. <laughs> Kenny so. Rogers is another one that flew across a lot of platforms. You know, not oh, yeah. Country. Absolutely. But like Willie, I mean, Willie started Willie started out with the suit and tie Nashville scene. Mm. And he was a writer before he even broke big. I mean, he, he was in Nashville a long time before he even broke big. Let, let me ask you this. Are you... Um, have you ever got into listening to? I'm, I imagine most artists have Hank Williams Sr. Was oh he, yeah, oh yeah, man, I like uh, yeah, this stuff's so good. Let's go honky tonk. Sorry, say that again. Honky-tonk. Love it. Yeah, it, all of his stuff. It's so groundbreaking, you know, for a country. Right. Well, I was listening. I say that because I was watching an interview with Brian May of Queen mm-hmm. the other night, and he talked about how he went back and listened to some older, like old country, like um, we're talking 1940s, 50s country music. And it's amazing how you have those two influences that they go toward each other, you know, blues, rock, rhythm, jazz. They all kind of intermesh in a lot of ways and, and they're kissing cousins. It's so oh, funny to me. And a lot of people think country is so different from blues, but. Oh, most people would say Hank Sr. is the, the father of country music, kind of, you know, like 50s, mm-hmm. he kind of started it off. But if you watch a lot of interviews with Hank Jr., his son, he'll tell you that they had Lightning Hopkins, B.B. King hang around their house. And that's like 
blues. That's polar opposite. And so Hank Jr. even is a big blues guy. He got an album, all blues. A few oh, albums, wow. all blues. Can you play a few so, blues riffs for me? Yeah. Uh, Just kind of old school. Where you got your... Uh, kind of blues you talking well i'm just thinking like old delta blues kind oh, of yeah. chicago delta blues stuff yeah. Aaron well let us do this we're going to close it out but um where can people find you if they want to find you on social media and whatnot let's see I'm on Instagram Aaron Watkins uh Facebook Aaron Watkins music and TikTok Aaron Watkins music also they're all pretty much Aaron Watkins music okay but uh, I also have a sponsorship with a brand rural around the area r-u-r-l it's pronounced rural but without the a and uh they have a lot of if you like this hat they got a okay. lot of, of gear just like this shirts. This this is a shirt they made for me. It's got my name on it, name on the back, and their logo right here. And if you use the code Aaron is Rural, A-R-O-N-I-S-R-U-R-L, you get 15% off your order. And my merch for the website is going to be up soon. So uh, make sure to go check that out. And what's, what's your website? It, it's not my website. It's their website. Oh, it's, it's uh, their website. Okay. It, it'll be their website, but my merch will be on it. On their website. Oh, okay, excellent. And you're always, and people, if they live in the Atlanta area, they can check you out just uh, through those social medias. They want to go see you play sometime. Oh yeah, I got everything on Instagram, mostly Facebook. I do post. I post more, not personal stuff, but less dates on Instagram than I do Facebook. But I post big stuff on Instagram. Like there's a Harley dealership down here, and we got a a full band show coming up an event down there so i put that on my instagram so that'll be a, that'll be good on but yeah okay. facebook instagram anything so like that. uh you think you can uh maybe schedule something for the north atlanta area sometime so i can come out and check you out <laughs> i've been i've been trying to do that or not honestly i haven't been really trying i've been looking at places because you know i'd love to get uncle keith out uh you know, grandparents yeah. you know it, <laughs> there's there's so many people from my mom's side of the family that are up there that I don't want them to have to travel so far, you know. Yeah, man, you have to you have to maybe check out somewhere like in Duluth or um, the Lawrenceville area, somewhere like that. That'd be really cool. If you find any happen to stumble across a place, let me know. <laughs> well, you know, one place that I think does music, there's a place in downtown Lawrenceville called McCraced, um Tavern, I believe, and mm-hmm. they're downtown Lawrenceville. Um, if you look them up, they might actually be willing to uh, have you come out there sometime. They're really, uh, they're pretty cool little place. And I believe they got a stage and all too. I'm gonna get you to text me that exact name because I'm not gonna right. remember how to it. <laughs> That'll work. All right. Uh, well, I'm gonna let you. Let, how about we just do like a little jamming before we go out, and then we'll end it. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right. All right. This one is a. Uh... Aaron Watkins, everybody. This is like a guitarist. Have you ever heard the song Neon by John Mayer? 
I think so. Yeah. It's one that's been a pain in the butt for so many guitars, and I've spent probably the better part of three, four years just trying to learn this one riff. And uh, I'm working on it, so I'm, I'm almost there. But it's a. Uh... recognize the uh, the main route there man all right well Aaron, i'm gonna let you go brother thanks for coming on and uh maybe we'll have you on another time in the um not too distant future and uh, we'll chat some more and let you play some more man that'd be fun i appreciate you having me on i hope to hope to get jason on next time or something yeah actually um a lot of times we do talk on thursday nights and i was hoping to have him join the call but uh, i think he was uh, preoccupied but oh, i'll yeah. tell him they, i'll tell him about what he missed out on oh yeah tell him all right, yeah, thanks. And yeah. I'd love to get get him on sometime if you ever have me on again. That would be fun. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thanks man and thanks everybody for joining us and have a great day. Thanks Aaron. Thank you, brother.